The My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles are brought to you by the Goose Hummock Shops, Cape Cod's largest outdoor outfitter, serving New England since 1946. Shop them online at themightyfish.com. Welcome to the My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles. The My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles podcast profiles impactful members of our fishing community and beyond. Now, here's your host, Kevin Collins. Hello and welcome to another edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles here on MyFishingCapeCod.com. And boy, what a show we have in store for you today. We've got a story of a fantastic journey from halfway around the world, Istanbul, Turkey, all the way to Cape Cod. And that family journey is just a taste of how interesting the story is of our podcast guest today. And that guest is none other than proud MFCC member Bruno Demir, who is also the owner and general manager of Cape and Islands Mitsubishi down in South Yarmouth. Bruno's a very successful car dealership owner and general manager, but also an extremely accomplished angler. And we'll find out a lot more about his fishing background dating all the way back to his youth spent around the Mediterranean Sea in Turkey, as well as time that he spent down in South Florida and Miami before making his home here on Cape Cod. So let's dive right into this amazing story and welcome Bruno into the podcast. Bruno, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on the show. When we introduce you, Bruno, to our audience here, we want to go all the way back and start from the beginning, if we can, to try to tell your story a little bit. Can you explain to us a little bit about where you grew up, what it was like, and and how you got involved in fishing? Oh, jeez. I mean, I I was born born and raised until I was about nine years old in the Mediterranean in Istanbul, Turkey. And um, we were surrounded by water and uh, fishing was just part of life. If you didn't catch fish, you didn't eat. I even had an uncle that was a commercial fisherman. So it was just something that uh, part of life. And then um, we immigrated here to the States and uh, we ended up in Worcester, Massachusetts, and uh, Rhode Island and, and Narragansett Bay wasn't that far away. And from there, we started into the striper fishermen. As, a, as kids, we started striper fishing down there in Rhode Island. And, uh, and then basically back in the 90s, uh, one of my uncles bought a hotel here in Yarmouth about 30 years ago. That's where uh, Cape Cod came into the mix with our family. Talk a little bit about the decision to, to relocate the family. What what was that like for you and your family during during those times? So my mother's side of family is Armenian and uh, my father's side is Turkish and uh, there's a huge population of Armenians in Worcester and uh, that's kind of where we ended up and uh, you know you, when you don't speak English and you you gotta just figure it out. You gotta learn the language. You gotta start from scratch. It's it's tough when you know. My father always said when we when he came to the country, we rented a two bedroom apartment, got a mattress, and he had a hundred dollars left in his pocket. And people said, "Welcome to America," <laughs> you know. And uh, so you know, the work ethic was always there as a kid because we, you know you had to work. Everyone had to work if we were gonna make it, you know. 
But yeah, that was many years ago, and here we are today. So Bruno, you end up in Worcester, Mass. Not too much salt water in that region. Talk a little bit about how you got into striper fishing. Well, you know, when we were out there, you I don't know if you're familiar with Central Mass, but we got the Quabbin Reservoir. Yep. And it's some of the best uh, large uh, lake trout fishing around. And uh, we did a lot of that as a kid until my father was, you know, made it on his feet enough that we could afford to buy a boat. And uh, once we got the boat, it was a matter of taking an hour south down to uh, Rhode Island. And uh, that's how we learned how uh, a tube and worm works. <laughs> tube and worm is, is a great way to fish. And I know Ryan and I spent a lot of time in our formative years fishing tube and worm, and it's still an enjoyable way to fish, especially if you just want to kind of go out in the boat and relax a little bit while you're fishing. I got to tell you, I mean, I've been I've been picking up those ugly worms with claws on their head since I was 12 years old and learn, you know, throwing them on a hook on a on a burgundy tube, you know. And, uh, exactly. Kids do it now. It's funny. I see my little seven-year-old. I see a grown man next to me. He won't touch the worm, but my six-year-old will grab that worm, put the hook right through its head. Now you're fishing with your family, and you've got a boat, and, and things are, are going well, and then you head off you know, out in the world on your own. You're a very successful businessman and run a very successful car dealership, which we'll get into in a little while. Can you explain a little bit about how you became involved with My Fishing Cape Cod and how you connected with Ryan? Just to back up for a sec, I left Massachusetts for about 10 years. Wow. And uh, I went down to Miami, Florida. I, I spent 10 years in Miami, Florida, and uh, the opportunity came for me to purchase a dealership on Cape Cod where I spent all my summers as a kid because, like I said, with family purchasing a hotel here in Yarmouth, all my summers were spent here. And uh, a lot of fishing was done here as a kid, you know, from that point on. And... Um, so when I got an opportunity to come back, what I consider home, um, after 10 years in Miami, I packed up the wife and the kids and, uh, you know, we, we invested into, you know, our own business and came back up to what I know. And, you know, I got to tell you, it was, it was very funny when I got back to the Cape after having been gone for so long, how much the Cape had actually changed. Um, because I got to tell you, I mean, 20 years ago when I was a, more 30 years ago, you know, when I was a kid on the Cape, um, I don't remember great white sharks. Exactly. You know, I don't remember having a seal problem. You know, I remember going down to the Chatham, um, fishing pier and buying cod and haddock as much as we wanted. It's, it's, it's unbelievable how much of a difference you know, 10, 15 years could make on a place, especially Cape Cod. And so when I first got back, it's funny because I went down to the Chatham Fishing Pier and I was looking to see if I could buy some cod and haddock. And a guy looked at me, he goes, where the hell have you been for the last 15 years? I said, Florida, why? He goes, we haven't had cod or haddock on these piers since the 90s. Yep. He goes, I can sell you some skate and some dogfish. I said, no. So it was, it was quite a shock. And then finding out there's all these great whites everywhere, it was just, 
you know, it was like being, you know, in a cave for 10, 15 years, and you come back out into the world, and everything's changed, you know. So, um, so coming back to the Cape, you know, it, it was surprising how much it changed. But, you know, right away we adjusted. Right away we got a boat. Right away we started going back to fishing the grounds that I grew up fishing. And now my kids go with me all the time. And, um, you know, so and uh, and then that's part of why I'm so passionate about trying to uh, conserve the fishery and and um, you know try to try to keep these stocks at high levels so that my great grandkids could take me out fishing someday you know yeah that's what my fishing cape cod is is involved in doing as well so i can see why you hit it off with with ryan so well bruno i I gotta ask though when you made the transition from miami back to boston that had to have been you know a little bit of a shock after spending 10 years down there in the florida heat well see the funny thing is so my wife is born and raised in Miami. So she's Cuban Colombian, born and raised in Miami. And I don't know if you've ever been to Miami, but Miami is like a bubble. It's like basically another country. And um for me it wasn't so much a shock cuz I grew up in it, but for her to leave Miami and come to the Cape, it was like a whole another world for her. And uh it took a while for her to get used to it, but now she's a full-blown Cape Codder, you know. You know, there's nothing that would stop her. If it's a sunny 45, 50-degree day in January, she'll go for a walk on the beach with the dog, you know. I think when you become a full-blown Cape Codder. Yeah, and I was in Miami actually earlier this week for work. It was 85 degrees. The palm yeah. trees were gently swaying in the breeze. And I tell you what, I didn't want to come home. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's nice. It's beautiful. Um, but it is, it's, it's a jungle. You know, it's a full-blown city. It's nonstop. It's always go, go, go. And uh, it's it's nice to be on the Cape now where, you know, it's not always go, go, go. And we have plenty of time to, you know, spend time with my kids, my, my family, and on the water, you know. So I got to ask you, Bruno, when you were down in Miami, and, you know, before we transition into what your fishing life is like now up here on Cape Cod, did you do any fishing down there, or oh, were yeah. you kind of, yeah? Can you explain a little a, bit what your your fishing life was down there? Oh yeah, I had a beautiful uh, classic '80s Mako Santa console that I had completely redone. You know, we'd go out for uh, mahi mahi, you know, dolphin and um, a wahoo. I don't know if you ever hooked up to a wahoo. I have not had the pleasure. Oh my man, do they swim fast? I mean, it's a torpedo. You know, and um, did a lot of that and, um, you know, took some trips out to the Bahamas with guys with bigger boats. So, you know, no matter where I've lived, it's always been in me to be on the water, you know. But it's it's totally different fishing. I mean, in my personal opinion, Cape Cod is ground zero for sport fishing. I don't care what anybody says. We have the best fishery in the world right here in our backyard. Hey, you can get some mahi mahi, and that's not bad on the grill. But you can basically take anything out of the Cape Cod waters, put it on a grill, and it tastes good. <laughs> so let's talk about now your life here on Cape Cod. You, you, you mentioned you had an opportunity to come back here, where it all started when your family came to America, and you acquired 
a car dealership, and it, it was a very unique opportunity for you. And just talk a little bit about that opportunity and, and how that all came about and how it's led to where you're at today in your life. You know, it's, it's, it's funny because so I got into the car business when I was 18 years old. Uh, I had just come out of high school. I was hired by uh, the same guy who's now my partner in the dealership. Great. So he mentored me. He was about 10 years older than me. He mentored me. And uh, I, I worked with him for about 10 years. And uh, over the years, we never lost touch, even when I was in Florida. And, you know, I finally got a phone call one day, and he said, look, you know, um, would you consider an opportunity to become my partner in a dealership? And uh, and so my mentor ended up becoming my uh, my partner. You know, it's like a in the car dealership world, I guess that's like the typical Cinderella story of what every guy wishes would happen, you know. And uh, so we took advantage of it, you know, and, and transitioned back over here. And, you know, I've, I've been doing this now for 24 years. So I think by now I should know what I'm doing. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and and the reason the reason you know we uh, you know obviously we sponsor um, my fishing Cape Cod and um, Ryan's a great guy and and you know we're a big fan of him and one of the biggest things was you know the dealership it's a Mitsubishi dealership but one of the things we offer is obviously our new cars our Mitsubishi's they're great cars yep um, they're extremely affordable extremely safe. Um, they're about $8,000 less than a Honda or Toyota. So they're great cars. But the other thing we do is we specialize in pre-owned pickup trucks. We're, we're actually a pickup truck outlet. And a lot of people on the Cape know that, that if you get off exit 8, off route 6, and you see the pickup trucks all lined up. Um, and, and the reason we decided to sponsor my fishing Cape Cod is obviously because of my personal fat, uh, passion for ang- being an angler. And the other thing is, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't know too many fishermen driving around in Priuses. Exactly. A lot of guys that are fishermen have pickup trucks. So pickups are big business here on the Cape, and we we proud ourselves on being the truck kings of the Cape, and that's that's kind of how that whole sponsorship came about. And Bruno, being a fisherman yourself, you know, I, I would make the argument, and maybe I'm a little biased, but after hearing the the rationale and, and the relationship between, you know, my fishing Cape Cod and your dealership, if I'm a fisherman on Cape Cod and I'm, I'm looking to either upgrade my truck or maybe I just bought a boat and I'm switching from driving, you know, a minivan or a family car to a, to a truck, something that can pull my boat, you know, there's no better guy to to go buy a, a newer used vehicle or truck from than than a fisherman himself. And the fact that you are a fisherman and such an avid angler and a member of MFCC, you can speak to these guys about kind of what they need and, and get them outfitted for what they need to fit their fishing lifestyle here on the Cape. Absolutely. I mean, I, I got to tell you, a lot of my relationships out on the water you know, getting on the radio and tipping each other off has started in my showroom. <laughs> I guess, you know what it comes down to? I, I, fishermen, by nature, are pretty frugal folks. I've noticed that through my 40 years on Earth. And uh, 
are you going to spend $60,000 for a new pickup truck when you can get one off lease that's two years old for half that price? You know, so it's a pretty easy sell for us. We sell about 300 a year. It's, it's worth checking out. Well, Bruno, with your very busy lifestyle, you're not only the owner but the general manager. Can you talk a little bit about how fishing fits into your life? How often are you able to get out on the water, get out on the boat, and just kind of the mix of of boat versus surf casting, if there is any mix? Just talk about all the different types of fishing you do. I would call myself a typical Cape Cod fisherman. I'm out there once or twice a week, at least once a week. I stop my season usually little after Easter for Haddock up at uh, Stellwagen. Then I'll transition to our unbelievably awesome uh, black sea bass season down in Buzz's Bay. And that kicks off usually end of, what, May, beginning of June? Exactly. I would say that's my favorite fishery on the Cape just because it's so much fun to get the kids out there and it's it's really just lock and load fishing. It's just lights out fishing for like two, three weeks. You know, and then I'll, and then from there we start focusing on our striped bass as they start coming through the Cape and and uh, seems like last year that party ended pretty quick for us. <laughs> and then you know, and then we'll start we'll start with our fluke fishing. I would say I'm I'm that's probably my best strong suit is fluke fishing down in the uh, Nantucket Shoals. That's some of the best fluke fishing, in my opinion, in the in the world right here in our shoals out in Nantucket. Uh, as a matter of fact, last year, my, my uh, nine-year-old got his personal best at 24 inches. Uh, this fluke had a mouth on it like a striper. You know, from from the fluke season, we'll start going east of uh, Chatham, and that's when we get into some uh, bluefin tuna and, and some bottom fishing for uh, cod and haddock and, and such. Um, haven't got a halibut yet. I'm looking forward to getting lucky with an halibut. I actually got some tips from guys on where I might find them, so I'm looking forward to that next year, or this year, I should say. And then we usually, you know, close out our season with tuna and and seeing if we can get a, a little bit of that stripe of fall run. You talked about getting the, the younger generation involved and passing, you know, fishing and your passion for fishing along to the younger generation. Talk a little bit about how you're able to do that right now. You know, the, one of the things I try to do is I, I try to take my kids, my, you know, I have, I have three kids, and I try to take them out as much as possible, uh, weather permitting. I, I think you gotta, you got to be cautious with, conscious with bringing your kids out on the right days. I mean, like, you got to keep the fun for them. You know, I take them out to... Um, like I said, Buzz's Bay uh, for the sea bass season. I think if if you got an opportunity to take your kids for that sea bass uh, yeah. uh, season down in Buzz's Bay, th- that's probably going to hook any kid into fishing for life. It's just that much fun, you know. I and I'm lucky that all my kids love the sport and they love being out there with me, you know and uh, I, I certainly can't come home after fishing all day without them, without them giving me some crap for it. You know, why didn't you take me that? So I think it's important to get the kids out there, you know, especially the newer generation with all the technology that's available and the iPads and the iPhones and, 
it's good to get them out of the house and get them on the water and get some fresh air and you know take them out of that out of that trend you know we couldn't agree with you more bruno here at my fishing cape cod that's something we talk about very frequently and i know it's something ryan is really passionate about getting the younger uh, generation involved and he loves to take young people fishing whether it's out on his boat the miss loretta or taking them on surf casting adventures down toward barnstable or fishing the brewster flats i know it's something he's really passionate about and so it's something it's a great thing that you guys have in common i don't know if you guys know but danny from goose hummock does a thing uh where he takes a bunch of i think cub scouts out trout fishing if i'm not mistaken you know it's stuff like that that guys do that that you know that's that's a true passion for angling when when you're able to take the time to make sure you pass that baton on to the next generation, you know? Yep, and I know that the Goose also does a great job. They they usually host a, like a little bit of a youth grade school fishing derby every summer, and they give out a bunch of great prizes for that as well. We usually have someone on from the Goose on our weekly My Fishing Cape Cod podcast to give the results and the winners from that. So the Goose Hummock and the folks down there in Orleans, they just do a great job, Phil and his entire crew of trying to pass the baton on to the younger generation. Bruno, you've been very gracious with your time here on this edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles. We really appreciate your visit with us. And before I let you go, I just want to ask you a general question that I ask a lot of our guests here that take the time to sit down with us on this podcast. It's a little bit of an introspective look on your life, you know, business-wise and fishing-wise. Just tell us a little bit about where you'd like to go and where you'd like to take your fishing life with My Fishing Cape Cod and, and where you'd like to take your dealership as well. You know, the dealership has, has grown year over year and it's doing really well. And I'm lucky enough to have really good people working for me that uh, allows me to um, take some time to get away. And taking that time to get away, I'd, I'd like to not only take that time to get away to, to get on the water and, and, and you know, pursue my passion of, of uh, fishing, but also I'd like to, uh, in, the fu- in the near future, I think you're going to see me get involved a little more with the uh, conservation of our fishery uh, on a state level. I'd like to be the local voice for Cape Cod for the, for the recreational guys mm. to help make some of these... Um, rules and regulations to uh, preserve the stocks. You know, I just feel like a lot of times it's a lot of uh, politicians and and lawyers getting involved and, and sometimes the local guys that are always on the water that see it firsthand, they're the voice that doesn't always get heard. So with the um, dealership being able to, you know, operate with some of the good folks that I have here, I'd like to take that extra time to try to put it towards a good cause and uh far as my personal fishing uh i think i'm due for an upgrade next year on a boat i think uh the warden which is my wife is going to give me the green light on that one so i see a 35 duffy along the lines and uh hopefully getting uh more and more into the tuna fishing for the bluefins off east of chatham and up in stellwagon well bruno on behalf of the entire my fishing cape cod family including ryan lauren myself and all the members i just want to take a moment to thank you for all the time that you granted us to tape today's edition of the my fishing cape cod chronicles it was fascinating learning about your story and how your family arrived here in america as immigrants from turkey 
in your personal journey, taking you from Worcester down to Miami, back home, so to speak, to Cape Cod was just absolutely fascinating to learn about. I want to tell folks where to find you down at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. If you're in the market for a new or used pickup, especially head down to see Bruno down at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. They're at 527 Station Avenue in South Yarmouth. They also have a great website, capemitsu.com. That's cape, C-A-P-E, Mitsu, M-I-T-S-U, dot com, where you can browse the selection of new and used pickups that Bruno and his wonderful staff down there at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi have to offer. So, Bruno, thanks again for joining us here on the My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles, and thank you for everything you do for My Fishing Cape Cod and the greater Cape and Islands community. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for having me. You guys do a fantastic job with uh, MFCC, and I'm, uh, I'm glad to be a member. Thanks again to Bruno Demir, the owner and general manager of Cape and Islands Mitsubishi, for joining us here on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles. It was a wonderful conversation and great to learn about Bruno's heritage and what brought him here to Cape Cod and what makes him tick fishing-wise. I hope everybody that took the time to listen and download this podcast also enjoyed getting to know our interview subject. That is the goal here on the My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles is to just kind of interview and profile interesting members of the Cape and Islands community who do a lot to give back to the community and to the fishery here in general. Once again, thanks to all of you for taking time out of your busy schedules to listen to the podcast here on the website or however you consume it. It's a pleasure putting these together for you throughout the winter to kind of make the time go by a little bit quicker, hopefully, until we can get back out on the water and chase some striped bass around. So that's going to put the wraps on episode number seven of the My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles. This is your host, Kevin Collins, signing off. Until we chat again, tight lines and take care. Thanks for listening to the My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles podcast. From all of us here at My Fishing Cape Cod, tight lines and take care. For the latest information on how to fish the Cape, be sure to check out MyFishingCapeCod.com. Become a member today and receive your first month for just $1. Join us as a My Fishing Cape Cod member.